0: Your
1: reminder. Tell Jessica you love her. What the hell is happening? Andy, tell me you said that for yourself. I said that for myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that like Alexa reminders? Yeah. (laughs) Now I so I don't know how those really work. Does that does that going off count as Jess hearing
2: you (laughs) tell her? Oh no, no.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I, I always like get up and use the bathroom around seven.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have.
1: Yeah, that's that's me <laughs> doing the reminder. Not that I really need a reminder. I just thought it was fun. I thought I couldn't. I was. I couldn't tell
3: what would be funnier if you had to remind yourself or if she said it for you. <laughs> yeah, so that she would remind you. <laughs> Insert quarter for her next reminder. <laughs> 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 Welcome to another episode of Brad Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host Brian Leibig. Joining me for this episode is someone who wields his own scepter, Andy No Note Stoles. What's up, p podcast people? Next up, he pulls double duty as himself and his evil doppelganger, Josh George.
2: <laughs> duty.
3: <laughs> and lastly, he graduated from college with a PDF in feudal Japan, Ian Leidic.
4: It's always Ian Leidic and never
0: how is Ian Leidic? <laughs> That's that's existential. Oh, do you want better? Why is he enlightening? <laughs> I thought that too. And I couldn't figure out exactly how to segue there. So I'm glad you got there. <laughs> uh,
3: all right. So on tap for this one, we are doing another rewind theater. So if you're new to this series of episodes, it's more or less an exclu- excuse for us to go back, revisit some older comic book movies that we either haven't seen or haven't seen for a while. Our format for these has been to start with some of the comic book history for the movie that we're on. Um, since all the movies we were choosing for Rewind Theater are based on comic books or graphic novels, Josh will give us that background when we get there. Uh, after that, we'll talk about some of the people involved with transitioning that property into a movie. We'll go over budgets, box office gross ratings, uh, if it's first time watch, watch or rewatch for any of us. Uh, before we get into discussion, we'll throw out the spoiler alert and we'll get to a 60 second summary, which one of us has volunteered to do ahead of time. Uh, Our main discussion when we get there will consist of five categories, directing, characters and actors, story, soundtrack, and special effects and explosions. We're giving ourselves ten minutes on the timer for each of those categories to try to keep us on track. Once we get through all of the uh, topics, we will end the discussion with the movie rating and see what everybody thinks, and if the movie holds up, that's more or less the question we try to end with. Uh, Finally, to take some pressure off of us, and we leave it up to The Wheel of Fate. The Wheel of Fate! what movie we are watching next. So if you've listened to the past couple episodes, you know that we have started doing three franchises and three standalone movies. um, And we're going to try to keep that format, see how it goes ongoing. And if we need to switch it up sometime later, we can do that. Either way, by the end of the episode, we'll spin the wheel to see what we're watching next. So at the end of our last episode, which was 2019's The Kitchen, the wheel has brought us back to another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So we are doing 1993's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. For this episode, this is our third turtles movie. Obviously, uh, since this is the first time that Josh will be able to give us the the summary, we we didn't we weren't doing the summary the uh, not the summary the um, comic book background. We weren't doing that when we did it the first time for the first movie. Um, we didn't have that prepared for the second movie. Uh, so third times a charm. We're going to do it for the third one. Uh, so Josh, whenever you're ready, you can feel free to teach us some stuff.
0: That was very generous of you to also say we didn't have it ready (laughs) and not throw me under the bus there. It's it's appreciated, Brian. Live and die by the group. That's why you're a super host. (laughs) Gentlemen, the Turtles of the Teenage Mutant Ninja variety, created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird in 1984, bought by Viacom in 2009, published National Comics for 30 years. Since its inception has spawned six theatrical films, five television series, several live tour entertainment experiences, numerous video games, and a wide range of price-to-own toys and merchandise. Did I, uh, did I forget anything? No? It's pretty extensive, right? The manga.
3: (laughs) Do they have that? Yeah, they made a manga based on this movie. In Japan. Wait, this one
0: specifically, not any other one. Yeah, ones, just because this, this one it it takes did. place in Japan. <laughs> yeah, it, it it definitely isn't. That wasn't you know obviously entirely comprehensive, but it just initially gives you you know the the first impression of how far-reaching this IP was able to go over over so long. Um, so as I I, I stated, uh, it was really it was dreamed up by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Um, they started uh, a self-publishing comics company called Mirage in the early 80s. Um, about a year after that is when they started publishing the Turtles. Uh, a, a, they were, you know, sort of the conceptual drivers at the beginning. And within a couple years, they brought on a few other people more or less to help with the workload. Um, not necessarily just to take the creative reins, although that, you know, eventually happened as well. So... As far as I can tell, within, say, two years, there's there's a core group of about six creators. Uh, Eastman and Laird, along with letterer Steve L- LeVinge, or Steve L- L- Levine, perhaps, um, that joined in 84 as well. The year after that, Ryan Brown comes on as an anchor, And in 86, Jim Lawson joins as a uh, another artist, a penciler. And then cover painter Michael Dooney. And it seemed like, uh, from what I can see, the core group of these six really were the driving force on the property for uh, a good number of years. The the comic did run, for the most part, for almost 30 years. Uh, towards the end, there were definite big gaps in between issue releases. Um, but the as far as I can see, the last new... Direct comic of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was published in 2014, which is way later than I would have guessed. Um, As I mentioned in the beginning, uh, current ownership of the IP does belong to Viacom. Uh, From what I could see, it looked like um, by that point, um, I think Eastman may have either uh, maybe bought out his partner to some degree, um, but... It seems like the way it was characterized is that the sale of the IP to, to Viacom and, and more specifically really to Nickelodeon under that branch um, was uh, facilitated by him. And then the same year, Mirage Comics themselves actually shut down. Um, so after yeah, okay. like 35 years, they were they were just done. Um, I feel like I remember too the two creators
3: sort of having us like not getting along at some point, like diverging and not really talking for a while. But I don't remember what the rift was.
1: Wasn't it the mature content? I thought, like when the when the Ninja Turtles originally came out, it was it was very like it was almost gory. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that I remember. Yeah, and so I think one of them was like, "Well, if we're gonna get this to each American household, like we need to sort of." kidify it you know and the other one was like no gore you know like this is, <laughs> this is what we're in it for there was
0: i you guys some of you at least probably watched this wasn't there an episode of i think it was the toys that made us or yes that's the that, one that's dragging that my turtles.
3: memory yeah
0: um because i know they did a couple of series they did movies that made us i forget if they did television shows but i know they did movies and toys and i think it yeah. was toys that they did an episode on the turtles and some of that background i believe was covered at that point that one of the creators seeing the success of adapting it in a kid-friendly cartoon way you know saw the commercialization and 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 the potential that that gave and yes the there there was butting of heads with the other creator and in, in wanting to keep the material i mean and, and i think that, honestly since we're talking about the films that manifests directly in the tone difference between the first two movies
3: oh yeah for sure you know
0: you could easily say that is is a actual visual illustration of that um the comics even though you know there's a 30-year history the overall number of issues is actually far less i think than one would suspect exists for that kind of time frame um as volume one of turtles is considered that ran from 1984 to 93 and that had the biggest um the, the most turnout in them so there's 62 issues along that uh, nine-year stretch the next two years volume 2 comes out uh, starts in late 93 to 95 that's only 13 96 to 99 is volume 3 that's 23 issues and then from 2001 to 2014 only 32 issues were ever published hmm. In you know a 13 14 year gap there uh, or stretch so all in all, there's you know really only about a hundred and twenty, hundred to thirty issues of Ninja Turtles.
3: Are those? That's only published under Mirage. Or I believe any... so. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because there's a new label publishing
4: current, like ongoing Turtles right now.
1: IDW.
4: Correct. They're up to issue
3: one sixteen
4: as of this month.
3: Because they're the they're the like I've gotten some comics from them that they do the cross like I've got like Ghostbusters and Turtles crossing over and I know that was an yeah, IDW the, the, comic. Yeah, they also did a couple years ago the Batman Turtles crossover. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I knew that was newer stuff, so okay. That makes
0: sense. Mm-hmm. And that probably came with the split uh, you know, as 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 terms of the acquisition by Viacom eventually, they also, you know they really just bought the 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 IP entirely outright. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. own it this all. The... So eventually IDW
4: didn't start publishing it till 2 years after the IP sale.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um as far as the basis of the world itself, um there there's a, a few sources that I was able to dig up in which the creators routinely uh, cite several specific types of other existing um properties that they kind of admit that they just melded together, they took elements of them and 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 put them together um one the most direct and simplest one to pull is around that time, like late seventies early eighties, Marvel's new mutants, and they just basically borrowed the simple idea of mutation and what can we do with that what what occurs to us they're young um. That element definitely comes from from that side of it. Uh, there's a Canadian comic created by cartoonist Dave Sim called Cerebus, C-E-R-E-B-U-S, um, that ran... This is pretty incredible. It was a comic book, ran from 1977 to 2004. Pretty wow. impressive. Yeah. Um, about a... The main character is an anthropomorphic aardvark. <laughs> so they had been familiar with it for seven years by that point six seven years and so they just anthropomorphize a different animal yeah several different animals um then the next two are, are interesting to me i think um they're they both have frank miller uh draws to them and, and ties the the third piece here is uh, a property called ronin This is a six-issue limited series written and drawn by Miller and um, colored uh, by, by somebody else. Ran in 1983 and 1984, and I think this is where the samurai shogun idea of mashing that culture up with a modern American metropolis comes from. Uh, then maybe to some the most well-known connection is Marvel's Daredevil. Uh, hmm. Stylistically, also pulling from Frank Miller, um, if you look at things like uh, Sin City and his his own stuff that he prefers to illustrate that he also writes, that is entirely his style. Um, black and white illustration, it's inked, you know, there there is no coloration to it, yeah. and sort of from a you know clerk's perspective one might be able to argue did aceman and laird go the black and white direction because of that preferred style or because it's more expensive to pay someone to color or take the time to color pay for print extra printing etc so there might be a little bit of a debate there but at least stylistically from those sources you can kind of see where they're drawing from um This research also helped clarify some things for me. I, in the last couple of years, came to think that the ooze that creates the Turtles and and Splinter was actually, in, in the minds of the storytellers, directly citing the incident of Matt Murdock being blinded as a child and that the exact same chemical incident actually leached into the sewer and exposed them and i yeah. i should have known better and looked into it because i always thought there's like they were not part of marvel there's no way right, they right. would have been allowed to get away with that so they spun it a little bit and they they kind of ripped it off in a in a way but <laughs> um so so the origin story for Daredevil, is that he's a young child, he's uh, you know just walking through his neighborhood, through the city, uh, of, you know of Hell's Kitchen. There's a chemical truck that is involved in an accident. Something goes wrong, chemicals are released from the truck. They expose, uh, they his eyes get exposed to them. It blinds him, but gives him ex- uh, enhanced other senses. Um, on the turtle side of it. Um, they their their story is set up where and, and and we're gonna tie this to the next detail. An old blind man with a walking stick is walking across the street. a He doesn't see that a a, a big heavy truck is coming. A man tackles him out of the way, causing the truck to swerve. The the motion of the truck releases a canister of chemical, which hits that man who saved the blind man, hits him in the face, in the <laughs> eyes, injures him, but doesn't do anything to him in the way that it did Matt Murdock. Yeah. But then that canister somehow deflects off of the man's head and hits a... Young boy who just walked out of a pet shop, witnessing the whole thing, who is holding a fishbowl, effectively, with four baby turtles. The canister hits the fishbowl, shatters it. They all get swept down into the sewer grate right below. The canister breaks. Turtles in the sewer. Ooze on the sewer. And it's all told from Splinter's perspective. mm Uh, that he just happened to be around to witness it. So there's your creation of the Turtles. So they took some parallels and they basically, yeah, kind of ripped it off in a way. I guess you could maybe say that they you know, paid tribute to it by doing (laughs) that, but they're really lucky they didn't get sued.
3: Yeah, I don't think I realized it was that close to the Daredevil origin.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the other things that they just lifted directly, um, there is a character named a blind man in Daredevil named Stick. Mm-hmm. You have a blind man with a stick <laughs> crossing the road in the Turtles. Um, instead of Stick, you end up with Splinter as the mentor. And the easiest one, of course, in the Daredevil you have the secret ninja organization from Asia called The Hand. And in the turtles, you end up with the foot.
3: I don't think yeah. I ever put that connection together either, <laughs> but it's but, so obvious when you say it. But it, yeah, didn't those, think about that ever.
0: Those two, I had heard a couple of years ago, probably as I got more familiar with Daredevil itself, more more or less from getting into like the Netflix show and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that's I think as much of the relevant background as as I think we'll get. I tried to honestly find if there was anything that would state whether any direct storylines or, or comics influenced Ninja Turtles three and nothing was speaking to it except, and, and I say this loosely, there's a couple trivia points shared on IMDb trivia that point to some storylines um, specifically one called it's like a two issue arc, I guess you'll call it called masks uh, in which a character called Renee R E N E T travels back to feudal Japan to fight evil Shogun and there's samurai battles and whatnot. And like, there's a time Scepter mentioned from another, uh, another user. Um, but I'm going to take that with a grain of salt just because I, like I said, I like basic research searches didn't directly quote these things. Um, and right. I don't have access to the comic books themselves to verify that, but, uh, could be the case. Um, the last thing I'll wrap up with is, do you guys remember, when I, when I saw this description, again, of the the Turtles' uh, origin story, and, and the article I found actually had, like, they copied the comic book page with it. So, it's kind of giving you the narrative with the pictures along it. And it's, so it's describing the canister flies off, the truck that swerves hits the guy in the head, somehow then makes it, like, before it hits the ground, hits this fishbowl that this kid is holding breaks and and everything ensues that reminded me of something that i have not thought of since i was seven years old which is i'm pretty sure that in the cartoon one of the first episodes maybe even the first one of the original cartoon because they obviously there's some imagery to that that they're not going to put in a kid's show and they're going to adapt and whatnot i'm pretty sure that the way that they explain that whole scene is that a dumb little boy walks out of a pet shop and literally trips on the sidewalk two steps outside the door, <laughs> falls on his face, and the the fishbowl just breaks on the sewer grate, and the turtles are lost, and that's it.
3: Yeah, see, I I feel like I have some sort of mental imagery of a of a cartoon looking kid with a fishbowl of turtles. But that's as far as my memory goes. So I don't remember what either one of those could work for me. Like
0: either one I feel like would fit, but I don't know. I don't remember how it goes without watching the show. Same. And I don't know if it's available. Users if you or listeners, if you have access to the original Turtles cartoon anywhere, do us a favor. Throw on the first episode and tell me if I'm completely misremembering this. Granted, I haven't those, seen like, it in 30 years, but...
3: One of those things where, like, we're not sure if our memory creates it for us to fill in the gap, or if it actually ever happened, and we are actually had seen that at one point or another.
0: Very true, and I just, if, if I'm if I'm even remotely on base, just the, the image of this, I, I'm sorry, kind of dim, pathetic little kid, where, like, the whole thing gets boiled down to a dumb child trips on the cement two seconds after leaving the pet shop with the turtles he just bought. And that's how they explain how it all happened.
3: Yeah, I feel like I'm not going to do it now because we're recording. But maybe after the show, I will try to just YouTube like Turtles Origin cartoon and see if that pops up on YouTube or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that wraps your comic book, right? We'll transition it to does. movie stuff. Okay. Uh. All right. So who was involved with transitioning this property into this movie? So we have Stuart Gillard is the director and sole writer for this movie. Oh, I knew uh, it. IMDb does not list a lot of movies that he's directed, but he has directed a lot of TV, uh, including episodes of charmed uh, the original and the reboot. Uh, oh, 90210 shit. Jane, the Virgin, uh, and beauty and the beast were some of his longest running. And this is not like in any way affiliated affiliated with the Disney property. This is, this is the CW version of beauty and the beast.
0: So he was allowed to work after this.
2: Yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> but
0: but but as we saw, some of the writers and director of the first two Turtles were not. Yes.
3: I mean, he hasn't done really movies
0: since this Still, movie. Yeah, those people had nothing professionally Yeah. after that. That feels like a little bit of an imbalance to me, but... I mean, Go writing <laughs> credits, he only has one other
3: credit after this movie. And that's another TV series for which he wrote two episodes. That's it. So, so writing definitely went down the hill after this. Uh, but I mean, prior he only got to one this, writing credit. W- what was
4: that? He only got one writing credit. The two credits are for creator. Oh, like, that's what right. Even give for, him two yes, writing credits
3: for the, for the All Souls show that came after Turtles. You are correct. He has one credit as the creator and one credit as the written by creator for the pilot episode. Um. One of the, his, his longest-running writing credits was 33 episodes for The Sonny and Cher Show. Don't know what kind of <laughs> bearing that has on this, but hey, you know, wow. it's on IMDb. Uh, so the cast for this movie includes, uh, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name again, uh, Elias Cotias. Does that sound correct?
0: I guess it's as close as we'll ever get.
3: Okay. So... He was not in Turtles 2. He was absent from Turtles 2. We got Kino. So now we lost Kino and we got him back as Casey Jones. And he's pulling double, double duty as Casey Jones and Wit, uh, which I think actually makes him the top build actor in this movie. <laughs> he shows up in the credits as the top, top cast member. Top of the call sheet. Yeah. Uh, Paige Turco returns as April from the last movie. Um, Stuart Wilson is there as Walker the baddie. Uh, Sab Shamoan as uh, Lord Nor- 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 Norinaga. Uh, Vivian Wu as Mitsu. And the Turtles all have two people associated with them. One for the, the acting and the costume and then voice. So Leonardo is Mark Casso and Brian Tachi as the voice. Raphael's Matt Hill and Tim Keller as the voice. Donatello, Jim Raposa and Corey Feldman as the voice. Uh, Michelangelo, David Frazier and Robbie Rist as the voice. James Murray is the new Splinter. Different Splinter I think from the last two movies. Um, and I also noticed, that, like, I tried to keep a running tally at this, but the the names changed so much that I couldn't really keep track of it. Trying to s- bounce around between the tabs of IMDb, but the frickin' actors for the turtles change so often and are so inconsistent in a lot of these movies. Um, Raph, I think, has been the most inconsistent out of all three. He has had he has never had the same actor in costume or voice for any one of these movies so far. Really? It has changed every movie. Um, huh. And the guy that did the first, in the first movie, which as I was trying to poke around, Josh Pius, Pius uh, he did the, apparently they have him listed as the actor and voice for RAF for TMNT1. And apparently came down with claustrophobia from wearing the suit and did not come <laughs> back after that. Just between the weight of being encased in that thing and he
0: just could not handle it. Wow, okay. That's shocking. Then I would say the person, like the voice actor that does Secret of the Ooze for Raphael does a really good impression of that yes. guy from the first one. Cause I noticed that one
3: of the first things I noticed was Raph sounds different in this movie. Oh, horribly. So that that would be a reason why. So Raph is never the same. I think some of the voices for the Turtles largely stay the same. I think Brian Tachi, I think, was Leonardo for all three. Feldman was Donatello for the first one, not the second one, but came back for this one. And I think Robbie Rist was the voice of Michelangelo for all three. But I think the like the, the actors that were in the suits, I think, vary. Um, and as far as the film's budget, now Josh, we were sort of texting about this as, you know, I guess as you were watching. So I'll lead with the budgets for the first two movies, and then you guys can let me know what you think the guess is for this movie. So, mm-hmm. the budget for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1, $13.5 million. The budget for Secret of the Oods, $25 million. So, any guesses for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3?
4: $15 million.
3: $20
0: million. Andy says $20. And Josh? Um, it can't have been more. But maybe they tried to go big and failed. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell from your, your text if you were trying to figure out like if
3: you were saying that this movie sh- should not have a big budget or you thought it might be a
0: bigger budget I mean I initially the intent was it looked it looked way cheaper <laughs> way the frick cheaper there's like one and a half sets um. but like I said sometimes they overblow their money thinking they're doing bigger things and it just doesn't look like that because they wasted a bunch but um thirteen to twenty five i'll go f- fourteen uh andy was the closest twenty one million
3: ooh Oof. that was really close uh so any guesses for worldwide box office for this movie and again i'll give the refresher so t m n t one domestically made hundred and thirty five million worldwide ended at two oh two TMNT 2 did not release internationally. So domestic and worldwide are the same. That is $78.6 million. So it fell. I mean, worldwide, it made you know less than half of what it did for the first one. And these were a year apart. So the whole point, I think, of Turtles 2 was, hey, we need to capitalize on what is happening with Turtles right now. It's a hot brand. Get the next movie out as soon as possible to make some more money off of this stuff that obviously did not work so how do you think this one did compared to those two
4: did it release internationally
3: also true yes three turtles three did not go international so worldwide would be whatever i guess whatever the domestic is
1: 40 Uh, 22 i'm gonna say 30
3: Uh, Ian was closest this time, $42 million.
0: Oh, they're lucky.
3: So it is all the three of these movies are incrementally going down. I don't know if incrementally is the right word. That's true. Yeah. uh, uh, Drastically. I I was thinking like exponentially, and I said incrementally. It was the complete opposite (laughs) of what I wanted to say. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I'll mention these now, and then we'll revisit when when we get to our own ratings. But Rotten Tomato, currently. It's sitting at a rating of uh, critic rating of 23%, audience rating at 34%. Metacritic is a little bit kinder, has a meta score of 40, and a user score of 5.3. Uh, so for everyone around the table, is this a first time viewing for you, or is this a rewatch?
1: Uh, Andy, we'll start with you. Uh, this is a rewatch. Do you remember the last time you watched it? How long ago it been? Man, it has been a long time since I have watched <laughs> this movie. Uh, a lot of the stuff—I mean, I remembered basic plot points, um, but yeah, it, it I might have only ever seen this movie once or twice, and that was probably right when it came out on video.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: Josh, it it is a repeat, but sort of the same. It might it might be a little bit more recent. I might have—I don't even have them anymore because I think I gave them to my nephew, but I think. I bought like the three pack DVD set as one of my first like I got a, an an adult job <laughs> gifts after I got college. An Turtles movies and well, because it was like two thousand six, two thousand seven, and like I had a little bit of income finally, and that was like the big dawn of um like movie multi pack collections. Mm -hmm. you know, when those really first started coming out. So I think I watched it around the time that I bought that, but it's been at least 15 years.
3: Yeah. Uh, Ian, first time watch or rewatch? First time. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we've been over this. Ian's not the, the, the one that grew up with turtles. The rest of us did. Ian did not. So he's coming from a very interesting place with these movies. um, this, this is obviously, yes, a rewatch for me as well. Uh, I also do not remember the last time I watched this movie. Definitely growing up, like all, th- all three of the Turtles movies, I watched as a kid. And, you know, all, a lot of the movies I grew up with as a kid, I always had the soundtracks for. So the music for this, you know, brings back that nostalgia too. Just because I remember listening to the soundtrack after having watched the movie numerous times. But, you know, it's probably been a good 25, 20 you know, twenty twenty five years probably for me for watching this. I can't imagine I watched this in my teens. It had to have been pre-teen since the last time I've watched this movie. Um, all right. So it's the time of the show where we're going to get into the discussion portion. Um, since we'll be discussing everything for the movie, uh, I'm going to go throughout the spoiler warning. Uh, so if you, if you have not seen 1993's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, and you don't want to be spoiled, you can feel, you know, feel free to pause this now, come back to us after you've seen the movie. Um, Really, it's probably not worth saving yourself the the trouble for this one. Just just listen to the show <laughs> like just just go with it um but if you would like to listen anyway, and uh right after the spoiler alert we'll do our sixty second summary, which will hopefully give you enough of a general plot of the movie that you can listen to our discussion.
4: We cover all three plot points
3: Yeah, all, all, <laughs> the, all the big three three. of them uh either way, spoilers to follow, so feel free to pause us now we
1: spoiler.
2: Wee you, wee
3: you. spoiler you know, something like that. Okay. So we have the spoiler alert out of the way. We're rolling into the sixty second summary. So again, the goal of this is to give you an idea of the plot of the movie, if you care to listen along anyway. Uh, we have added the challenge of having to give you that summary in under sixty seconds. So but luckily if we do, you know, if we do it quick enough and uh, you miss anything, feel free to rewind and listen again because we can do that on a podcast. <laughs> uh, Ian has volunteered to run this one. Uh, so we got him on the hot seat. So you have 60 seconds on the clock, sir, whenever you are ready.
4: Hit play. <clears throat> One of the turtles is upset. They get no respect. April stops by to give them her junk. She then swaps places with the son of a feudal Japanese lord because they weigh the same. Thanks to science, the turtles figure out how time travel works. April is rightfully imprisoned for being a bitch. <laughs> Short trial, Lord Seaweed Snakes grasp on the English language changes by the minute. After figuring out quantum mechanics, the turtles time travel into a battle. Mikey is lost during battle because he doesn't know how to ride a horse. April is easily rescued by three brothers. The brothers then save the peasant village, who is rebelling against Lord Seaweed Stink. The Lord decides to buy guns from Walker, Lo- Walker London Ranger. Walker <laughs> alters, alters the deal, which he later alters further. The scepter is at the peasant village, hidden so the turtles have to fight. Viotal Casey steals April and the scepter. Lord Seaweed Snake is defeated and Walker falls into a green screen with no splash effect. <laughs> Everyone switches back and um, we end once again on a splinter joke.
1: Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> with no splash effect. I was going to totally bring that up because true. that was so painfully obvious to me. Oh this god, day. it was so bad.
3: <laughs> oh, that was great. Good job. Thank you. Um... I, I kind of want to just lean into the splash effect thing. So does that push us on special effects and explosions as the first topic? Yeah, Let's so that that whole end scene cuz this gets a 0 out of
4: 10 on explosions. <laughs> it, I thought I was going to give it a real score because um Wit, Kate who who is futile Casey cuts because <laughs> cuts, cuts the rope on a on a uh what are they called? Cata-hole. A playing... Catapult, <laughs> not a trebuchet, a catapult, which is not used in the battle up until this point. Right. And it's aimed at the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it shoots off a flaming rock, I guess? That's <laughs> been on fire this whole time, aimed at the ocean. <laughs> they hit this pole that then doesn't explode.
1: Nor does it, knock it break or anything. Yeah. It's <laughs> <Just laughs> like sheep walking into the balance. water.
4: Who literally falls into like the most obvious green screen effect I think we've seen in rewind theater history. <laughs> and then you hear a splash noise and Walker's no longer seen, but there's no
3: splash. He literally there's
4: nothing to indicate visually
3: he is now underwater. He literally disappears through like a Looney Tunes hole. Like it just yeah! appears yeah. and he wipes away and then comes back and just there's water.
4: <laughs> it was the oddest fucking thing, especially because like I don't know how they fucked up filming a catapult, but they had to, like, use slow motion to capture it. Like, almost they had to edit it into post because they didn't have the camera set up right to catch it. It was the weirdest fucking thing.
3: I kind of love how, like, the whole time he's, like, cutting the rope for the catapult, and you're like, oh, here he goes. This guy's going to get hit with that rock, and it doesn't even hit the guy. It hits the pole. It's like, oh, misdirection.
4: And it's only there because he goes back up to get his fucking birds.
1: <laughs> yep. Those damn birds are his downfall.
3: I mean, they, they set that up, like, a couple times. So, you know, he goes back to get the bird once or twice already. So the pi- when he finally does it in that final part, it totally makes sense.
4: It's, like, so such a weird, like, comedy bit they keep trying to do with these movies. Especially, like, this one had it the worst, but I guess that's a different category. But, like, fuck. Like, <laughs> why did he have to keep going back up there? It was just weird. Other special effects, there weren't money. There was the cannonball that somehow destroyed multiple pieces of armor, even though it seemed like it wasn't aimed to destroy the armor like that. Yeah, and it just it... shook the armor off. It didn't explode the sticks that was holding up the armor.
1: <laughs> it, it it set off like a uh, a chain reaction. Did you see? It was like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: It was like it was like you shot a cannonball into a row of dominoes, but they were armor.
1: Yeah, it made <laughs> zero sense. Fucking dumb
4: as shit. Like,
1: that might be the they... best explosion in the movie
4: and it doesn't even explode Yeah,
1: it, and it's horrible yeah <laughs>
4: like even the cannibal shooting out of the cannon creates less smoke than smoking that cigar would have caused <laughs> <laughs> and then the turtles looked fine I guess that's a special effect they,
1: no, like, no, they no I thought they looked fucking horrible
4: yeah, well, I I feel like you're not remembering the other two movies. They didn't <laughs> oh. look much worse.
1: No, they looked way worse than this. Like the way only worse.
4: worst thing is like their eyes creeped me out in this one. I well, think, but yeah, I... I think
3: that's the thing. I think I think as a costume, I think you know as a puppet costume thing, they they look good. I'm with you, and I think they still look fine compared to the other movies. They look freaky as hell. Just I think it's the eyes. I think the eyes freak me out.
0: I I went the opposite way. I think I'm with Andy. Uh, I don't know if it's the same reason. Um, I remember when we did Swamp Thing two, one of the pluses that we gave that was that the Swamp Thing suit looked way better. Yeah. Than the first movie because the first movie just looked like rubber pieces on a person. That is exactly what these looked like this time. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 outfits. Whatever, like the the construction, the fabrication of the costumes and the control, I, I will say that the this one had the best articulation available in the face.
3: Yeah, to,
0: yeah. To express, but... but it was done in a really strange way, and the rest of the costume just absolutely looked like a rubber costume. It didn't look like a thing at all. I thought, I, I thought the suits themselves looked way better. In actually, I think the the suits in the first movie looked the best.
1: Yeah. Um I think it's a lighting me, to thing. me the uh the effects on on the face and the talking it almost looked like the old school um uh Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer like stop motion claymation type stuff mm. to me. It okay. was really jerky and like almost yeah. like a almost like a flip page and I, mm. I didn't care for it it freaked me out. Sarah said that
0: multiple times that there's like the one part I forget who's doing it, it might be towards the end. Leonardo is like comforting somebody or like, she he just saved some know, something. Uh, the little the little kid. I guess so. Yeah, and the like they don't show the like what the kid's reaction is, but the look on Leonardo's face is he's like cradling this child. Like is he so looks like some kind
1: of weird molester? Yeah. <laughs>
0: He does like their okay. whole thing about like That's oh they're out of place for the turtles.
3: Hey now,
1: you watch your time. They... <laughs> it's
0: it like the the whole culture's spin on them like oh they're demons because they're yeah they kind of look like it. <laughs> I absolutely get that. Um, I yeah. think Splinter looked effing horrible. Oh, oh he, my god, you he know what like he a looked Chuck like? E Cheese animatronic? Exactly. He looks
1: like <laughs> he looked like the, he was gonna whip out a banjo and start singing about using tokens yes. and eating pizza. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. They even framed him like inside the train so you only have to create from his waist up and he's leaning over through the window and his head is just like all blocky and whatnot. Oh, it looked so yeah. freaking weird.
1: Fucking terrible.
3: I feel like to Ian's point though, like th- these are not different than the other movies. Like Splinter did the same thing in the other two movies. But he looked argue... way
1: better yeah, in the other movies. Like
3: the, way the better. No,
4: just, they got lighting. Yeah. This now takes place in the light. So I think that's, that's a
3: happen. lot of the problem is that this is in the daytime. These are in well lit areas, so every little flaw that these costumes and puppets had the first two movies that were bathed in darkness and well hidden.
0: So, I, I will I will challenge on this one point. Briefly pop your movies in, pull them up on HBO Max, whatever. Look at just the sh the, the creature design for Splinter. In the first two movies, his face at least looks like it has the correct snout shape Mm. of a rat. This one, his entire face is a block.
3: Hmm, okay.
0: And it looks goddamn weird.
3: I think, I mean, obviously he looks the best for the first, I think they all look the best for the first movie. I will agree to that. Um, Splinter especially, because you finally get like full body shots of Splinter in that movie, because he actually has stuff to do in that movie. I don't remember him doing anything in the second one, and he definitely doesn't do shit in this movie, where they just plop him in a chair, basically, and just let him sit there the whole time. We're only seeing, basically, the waist up, if that, for mm-hmm. Splinter. So he obviously, I think, got less time to to make him look good for this movie.
0: That was on purpose.
3: Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, to someone's point about the, the costume changing, and I didn't notice it, I don't think, between one and two. But as I was doing some, like, gathering information for this movie, I had started to see, like, screenshots and stuff of the first movie. And the turtles themselves, the design of the turtles changed, I think, from one to two. But I noticed it a lot more in this one from what the first movie looks like. Just the shape of their head. I think they, they felt more unique in the first one. In this one, they just feel like the same turtle, but just different colors every, every one.
0: And I maybe more they leaned into it a little bit more in the second one, but definitely in this, their their head design also just seemed to be more of a what, like 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 a basketball shape, a volleyball shape. It's, yeah. it's just it's yeah. just a sphere. Whereas the design in the first one and then retained in some degree in the second, it, it, it I don't even I can't I don't have the knowledge to say whether it's more anatomically correctly designed or not. But you're right, There, there's more unique definition to the shape of it, to the design yeah. of it. You know, th- their cheeks are like puffed out and they're wider and the head yes. is, is yeah. a different skull shape.
3: It's almost like they they took the design of the cartoon and said, how do we make the cartoon live action? Instead of how do we make these Ninja Turtles live action? It was literally, let's take one-to-one what the cartoon looks like and make that live action.
4: Probably spot this on. Is also the first one that um, Jim Henson Productions didn't do the Turtles
3: oh that would explain a lot too
4: yeah they got a different company to do it this time I'm assuming because of the budget cuts
3: (laughs) Well, I remember reading too and I don't think it came up I don't remember if it came up when we did the first one but uh, for the first movie Jim Henson and the director got together to design these Turtles and I think they the pitch was we're going to make a kid friendly movie And Jim Henson was behind a kid-friendly movie. And then they see what they're cutting for the movie and shooting, and it's very dark and gritty. And then they're like, we did not agree to this. Like, there was some back push there just because of the the difference in pitch and what Jim Henson thought they were signing on to do and what actually was coming out to the point where they kicked the director off the editing and post-production of the movie because of that change in vision and, and how badly they disagreed with all that stuff. So I'm still surprised, you know, with that in mind, I'm surprised the first movie turned out as well as it did. Um, Alright, so that's our timer for Special Effects and Explosions. Anything real quick to add? Nothing else? Um, they,
4: they could have gotten the Swamp Thing, guys, and it might have been better. <laughs> <laughs> no argument
0: here. I'll just, I'll, I'll I didn't will i actually pick it up, but I'll end it where Ian started it. They tried to shoot the ocean with a catapult. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, that would make sense if they uh, weren't against a cliff and they were trying to ward off boats, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, all so. the boats were already there.
0: <laughs> yeah. catapult, um, all right, catapults be heavy; they're hard to turn around.
1: Uh,
3: Andy, where would you like to go next? Direction, story, actors, characters, or soundtrack?
1: Um, hmm. Direction. All right. Direction is yours, sir. Timer's gone. Was there any? <laughs> <laughs> Um, everything is just so rollicking in this, like, nothing seems to have a specific it's a rudderless movie to me. It's just like, they they just keep finding random shit to do. Yeah. Like, we're gonna do this because this is what's this is what's, it's happening. We're gonna do this because this is what's happening. We're gonna do this because this is what's happening.
3: Yeah, I mean, nothing I guess, uh, there's not there's not a lot of shots that I can think of that are like, yes, that's a cool shot for a movie. It's just kind of there. Stuff's in frame. I really like
4: the shot of the beach though because I'm 90% sure that's the same beach from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> like the one that opens the movie. Like the one with the Statue of Liberty in it. I was like 90% sure I'm like they just edited out the Statue of Liberty.
3: <laughs> well, I mean the, like the shot that opens this movie is the the on the beach, right? With no, the horses. No, this is
4: when they're this the one I'm thinking of specifically is when they're testing out the guns after Right before uh, the purchase. Okay. Purchased. okay. Yeah, they're yeah. on that, that shot of the beach, like I'm like, that's that fucking beach. It's either <laughs> that or like that's no, that's it. That's the, that's the same <laughs> beach. Um, other than that, um, you know, I think they did at least two takes for every scene. <laughs> so that's you know, someone's gotta make that decision, and someone did. Um, a lot of the <laughs> jokes I feel like for the Turtles, I guess, is partly writing, but direction wise, I felt like they weren't written when they filmed it. They wrote the jokes later, and the director's just like, okay, do something funny-looking, guys.
3: And then we'll just, what, like, ADR it later?
4: Yeah, like, there was some very... There was, like, a couple very specific ones where, like, mouths don't move. <laughs> because they, at that time filming it, there wasn't a line there. <laughs> that happened more than once. Um, I think these fights actually might be the best fights directed in the whole series.
3: Honestly, like, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I was gonna bring that up like barely like
4: the first one again is i think hurt from that in how dark it was it's kind of hard to see and i also don't think those those are the worst costumes for movement in. yeah and we also know that from people almost dying filming that movie yeah (laughs) this one they you could see it and they had more like full range of motion and they were allowed to use their weapons again
1: yes yes which was a big thing some uh, some of them were michelangelo never used his nunchucks once not once that is also true,
4: yes. I'm also not sure he
3: knows how at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually I, I... Le- use, like, Leo as my, as my barometer. Like, if Leo's yeah. whipping out the swords and trying to slice people with them, granted, he doesn't slice anyone with them, but he is using them in a fight, which is he... more than we got in Turtles 2. I'm, he used gonna, them a lot. Yeah. I'm going
0: to cut in there on, on that point, because I specifically wrote down, because we pointed it out in the other two movies, yes, Leo does use his swords defensively, defensive defensively you never see him strike a blow with them and more than that in a movie where one side of the the characters if you will one side is an army of swords that is their primary weapon so you have a turtle one of one of your main protagonists fighting with two swords against an entire army is your opponent with swords, and not one freaking person is shown to be hurt or killed in any way with swords. Yeah, no one gets stabbed, no one gets
1: there's, sliced. There's not no even there's gets punched in the face. Well, there's Leonardo
4: like... tells Yoshi, "No one's gonna die."
1: <laughs> no, no, that was Raphael. He didn't break
4: his. Uh, what? Who cares? <laughs> 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 he <gives a> shit. <laughs>
1: but um, so the,
4: I guess the other thing I'm thinking about that now. The very beginning of the movie when Kenshi is trying to escape. That is the worst goddamn sword fight I've ever seen in my life, yes. though. Yeah,
2: well, <laughs> on a horseback.
1: That's terrible.
4: Like, I don't think anyone has ever fought like that, ever. Except to film this movie.
1: And I don't love how they end it with
3: like, Okay, you're captured now, come with us and they just lead the horse away. It's like jump off the horse.
4: No, no. He literally says, You're gonna have to kill me and then they just grab the reins of his horse. <laughs> And he's captured! That's all they do!
3: I, yeah, I wrote... there's a lot of, like, plot point decisions that are just like, what? How?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah that was the very first note I wrote down. Just, worst, quote, sword fight <laughs> ever.
1: Yeah. It's the worst yeah.
0: choreography for a conflict ever.
4: Like, I think you could maybe do a cool horse fight sword scene, but, like, Horses have never been used like that where you like just try and stand there and slash swords with someone. You just have to run in and then run away, run in. Like They took away the whole reason to be on the horseback in that fight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, uh, I
4: would have rather watched horses dancing.
1: <laughs> would that, was that an option? Because I would have watched that. <laughs> it's in the director's cut. Oh, nice. Uh,
0: Josh, you got anything to add? Uh, I do. So this is where most of my like random Oh, the, like these moments were just weird choices type thing. Overall, I'll say there was and I don't know why it, it felt like their goal was to be as finger on the pulse with pop culture in yeah. their Zingers as possible. Um,
1: Can you call them Zingers, really?
0: I, I mean, whatever they like, they tried to make like uh you know, Mikey busts out of the uh, the 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 house that's on fire with the kid and makes a backdraft joke.
1: <laughs> he does.
0: Kurt Russell, eat your Who the frick is going to remember backdraft? Well, you know, that's always the the that's
3: a downside good of using hey. pop culture jokes is that within five years they don't hold up. So unless you are on, you know, you were alive when that was pop culture, you have no idea what the hell they're talking about.
4: Yeah, remember that Ralph Nader joke. <laughs> 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 that was more coherent than that some of these worse. references, because some some were just straight up ripping off the line, like "I'll be back." Uh, All right, there was one... there was
1: there was one joke that I actually laughed at in this movie, and that was uh, when Donatello hits the bell. And he's like, "That name rings a bell." Oh, I did chuckle at that also. Yes, the, the only the only thing, that, like... everything else was an eye roll.
4: Like the one I really liked was when Casey said when the guy started fighting that that was close enough for him, for hockey. For hockey, <laughs> I liked yeah. That, yeah. I was like, yeah, I get that.
3: Oh, the one, the 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 pop culture name drop they did for the for Lord the whatever the guy, the the Chinese Lord bad guy. Naka. Yeah, paper. they called him an actor's name, Wayne Newton. When he said, "Oh, it's Wayne Newton," yes. I was like, "Oh, that's I got that. That's I like that."
0: I will say that yes, I I did chuckle with that because then I like, uh, couldn't
3: not see Wayne Newton the whole yeah. rest of the movie. <laughs>
0: Uh, very late in the game, Donnie makes an Adams family joke where he says, What, like, were you expecting the Adams family? And, like, the banter that I think one of the other brothers replies with for no reason is you hear him say, Good one. It wasn't. It was not. Yeah. It was terrible. It
1: was
3: not. I a do good love one. that, like, every it's crappy one liner, the the brothers in the back are just, like, high fiving each other, like, That
0: was great. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, then there was the, the weirdest
4: the... one for me was when they said, like, when, when they use a different scepter to travel through time. It might make them go somewhere else. And he's like, what if we end up in Godzilla land?
3: <laughs> and I didn't catch like, the are Godzilla we not in name. Japan?
4: Are we not in Japan right now? <laughs> That's when I got confused, wondering if I had stopped paying attention at some point. <laughs> yeah, no, and I had then, the same, I guess, same moment. This might be direction two. so... They mentioned like English people forcing trade open, but then Walker's not dressed dressed like an Englishman.
1: Yeah, he's, he's like dressed more
4: like French, French. rogue to me.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: yeah he looks old timey. Like That's good enough for kids. Captain Hook esque motherfucker. <laughs> like, wait, they why did they do a Captain Hook joke now? Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, Peter Pan's timeless. Let's go. Like that, and the like his his hench his henches. Or just like generic they could have been in the Pirates like they had yeah. that Pirates of the Caribbean outfit going on.
3: Um all right, so we got a minute fifteen on the timer, so I want to make sure Josh gets in here.
0: Yeah, I got a couple more. Um, so it they it was weird that they also put in a schwing joke. Oh, yes. That, that you know, that weird. hype at the time. I I mean, they kind of toyed with the notion, but not really in the first two. But this one just flat out was like okay. The species wanna these turtles wanna have sex with April, and it's very obvious that by the end Michelangelo wants to stay in the history historical past of feudal Japan and have a relationship and probably sex with Mitsu. Yes, that's that's weird. That's weird.
4: <laughs> and he also knows like she wants to date Kenshi because he told her. He guessed that. He guessed that.
0: Yeah, and like towards the end when she when he's. Basically saying, like, no, you can't stay here because then he can't come back. And he's like, oh, well, I, I mean, is that a, does that bother you?
3: I mean, technically, he could have stayed there because the first time travel, Kenshi comes back and Mikey's stuck there.
0: Kenshi replaced April. Right. But his his position on the matter was, oh, I guess. So you want your human boyfriend back? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Who's your species? <laughs> uh when, real quick, when when Donnie is a, uh, analyzing the scepter, he throws out math words that don't make sense <laughs> at all.
1: Flanger? Flanger? What was the one? And
0: he throws out, like, oh, I take the cosine of the, what he says, the reverse integer. Like, you could have, I thought about this. You could have paid a high school math teacher $250 <laughs> and listed him as a consultant on the movie to say, write me two sentences that include math and physics sounding words. For this, they couldn't even do yeah. that. Uh, that wet willy gag. Oh, wasn't that good, guys? Well, I like the fact that they shattered his eardrums
4: because that's how <laughs> big their fingers are. <laughs> it just ruptured. My them favorite was his head. that.
1: My favorite was that they gave him a complex that he did it to himself. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> really scarred him for life. Yeah.
0: Uh, where, and now, I mean, you guys remember how glowing I talked about the first Turtles movie. I defended Mm -hmm. that in many, many ways. But once the circus music was used, when the Japanese transplants were fighting, playing hockey with Casey, that jumped a shark for me. Like, I was out. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, I mean, okay.
3: (laughs) Um, Ian, where do you want to go next? Story, actors, characters, yes, or soundtrack? Story, because
4: story, <laughs> because we just brought it up here with um, how Kenshi now time travels with someone else. With that means that April weighs the same as the turtles, because as we know, time travels based on weight. You can travel through time and switch places if they weigh the same as you.
0: So April weighs as much as one of those turtles. <laughs> that tracks. Because the guys that the turtles switched with. Are the same size as her and Kenshi. Mm-hmm. They're not bigger fat people, right? That would be okay. the same weight as as a hum- humongous turtle. So yeah, I didn't get the, the whole weight it.
3: thing, but I, you know, every movie has their own time travel rules. So fine, it we'll let it slide. One. I, I, think... that was the rule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> that, that was same. it. <laughs> yeah,
2: but but weigh the but same then and, it and broken and immediately. Midnight.
3: <laughs> well, not to mention, you know, they they like when they first get there, like Mikey puts on shorts because he's like, I don't want the dudes to show up naked. And then <laughs> the guys that are going back, like the samurais that go back later, try to get to what they started with, like basically get down to their like, uh you know, knapsack looking thing that they were in. Mm-hmm. The one guy puts the shorts on and then teleports out to the feudal Japan, comes back wearing the shorts and walks out the door past everybody. So they've broken the rule of like no clothes time travel with you. That dude definitely just walked out with some '90s shorts into feudal Japan.
4: Well, it's that it, the weird thing for me with that is like the the guys that aren't wearing pants. I think are supposed to be like it's kind of like a fundoshi. They're supposed to be wearing, which is like kind of what the sumo guys wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But theirs for some reason have this chest piece which all I could think about, I'm like, are you only allowed to show like so many male nipples at once? <laughs> like, what was the, I just, I've never uh-huh. seen it, like that clothing shown with a chest part, like attached to it. Like, for the life of me, couldn't figure out why they went there. Yeah, my, I guess,
0: I, I guess it was yeah, only to give the impression, perhaps, that what they actually were wearing calls to mind the idea of, I don't want to say traditional, but like, Older, timey underclothing that, yeah. especially especially from women, really. Just so it didn't Wait. seem like the kids are seeing these men in something that looks like just like they're in their underwear. But that means the guy with shorts, so doesn't have the chest part. That means he's free balling them. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I, one of the other jokes that actually landed was that one of the turtles makes mention of like when they're trying to travel back or something like, "Hey, we're naked," like. There the, the whole like switching clothes situation. They make the joke that they are naked. Yep. I don't remember when it was, but it land that one landed for me too. I'm glad. Also, it's... I guess I don't know why I'm so hung up on these clothes, but now I'm thinking about it too. April cuts the outfit that she is in that Ken that would be Kenshi's outfit when he comes back to Japan. He should be the outfits that. full again. It's not cut off at the bottom like she did.
1: What? It's not. I don't think it is.
0: They didn't adhere to the very loose, basic, hardly any rules that they established well, I, at all? I mean,
4: uh, that that one's easily explainable, Bo, is that they were just different costumes. I, I get that, but I'm just saying... <laughs> no, like, established... the, I just mean she never wore the same one? Like, they just, you know, why would we cut his? We only have one of these. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, the writing made no sense, but we got through the plot. Like, very beginning of the movie, hey, I found this weird scepter... And this was weird for me because April, when she shows up to give them her shit, she's like, I found this Japanese lamp. They ignore her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they got I got this Japanese antique. Think. I don't even know if they paid attention at that point. And then she's like, maybe it's an egg timer. I'm like, are you are you dumb? <laughs> is she I think she got fired from her job and is just like homeless now. or something. <laughs> I don't think she was going on vacation unless it was upstate, which speaking of, I guess Casey just showed up from prison. Like, I'm assuming <laughs> that's what happened. They finally let him out for assaulting the child in Wait, the first film. Are we on
1: story hey, or kids? are we on characters? Story. Story. Okay.
4: So I guess they wrote that in like, hey, Casey's alive. I fuck I, I don't wanna get it. Well, I see in feudal Japan. I don't know.
3: That, you know, I don't know if I ever made the connection as a kid that it was the same actor. But even even looking at it now, like they make as soon as he shows up in, in Japan, it's she calls him Casey, and I was like, is it?
2: And well, I don't think it still to took be.
3: me about half the movie to realize, no, that is the same guy. Yeah. I don't I like I either. <laughs> they do a very, I'm so used to him as Casey, meaning like no beard and long hair that when they do the reverse, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Just me? Okay, it. that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I just,
4: I, I, like, knew going in, like, that's the same guy, so I didn't have the issue, I guess, but, like, it was another thing with the writing where, like, they try and make him, like, a mini love interest, but we never reestablished that Casey's also still a love interest, because I'm, like, 90% convinced she hangs out with the turtles to get flirted with, because <laughs> no one else will, because she's a loser. <laughs> I fuck this. <sighs>
1: All right, take a break. But yeah, uh, they move through.
3: Andy, you got anything for story you want to cover?
1: Um, the English speaking was weird. I thought in the story, um, I didn't understand why everyone knew how to speak English really, except for the honor guard that went back and forward in time. <laughs> Fair. Point. Um. As far as story went, I thought they did a really fucking horrible job of trying to establish any sort of romance between anybody. It was also fair so and definitely nobody super, the same species. superficial, yeah, like it was superficial with Mikey and whatever her name was leader of the rebellion. It was superficial between leader of the rebellion and son of the evil overlord guy. just everything was just like super flaky with yeah. that like they just they didn't i don't know that
4: like the only love story that worked for me was like the familial love between yoshi and that one turtle
1: <laughs> i could see it uh you got anything else Andy? uh no i don't i don't think i have anything else no
4: okay writers didn't either <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it was, Writer it was one pretty rough
4: yeah. I I'm not convinced that he's one person. I think he might be multiple people. I think like, I there's, think there's we might have watched accredited
1: people. Yeah, I think we might have watched a movie that was a rough draft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Josh, what do you got for a story? Um I really want to I I I I want to be generous and kind to this I, I, I it's really hard to find anything. I mean, I, from from bare bones to execution it's it's just it's all bad
1: yeah, no, yeah it's, it's nothing not nothing
0: makes sense nothing pays off nobody's motivations or actions really serve any better greater goal the, it, we get it they get sent back in time so the whole idea is we need to get out of where we are and back where we came from and there's a conflict in the, that we got tossed into in the middle so we'll help someone along the way it's i, I get that sure but everything else uh, to serve those goals is just it's oh it's done so badly so
3: Another, there's uh, one detail that's in the story that is sort of glossed over and then they sort of make it a point to bring it up a couple times but i'm like what the f- why do you not explain this more so there's the whole like prophecy of the turtles that like defeated this guy's ancestors oh yeah yeah so this is not supposed to be the t- like a prophecy of the turtles we know. This is supposed to have happened thousands of years ago with another batch of ninja turtles.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, what, how the fuck did that happen? where did that come from? I mean, th- those were actually Kappa. That was the thing. <laughs> these,
4: these turtles just coincidentally showed up at a place that had a very strong Kappa war <laughs> and capitalized on it. Sure. It's just, well, it's just like, you know, when you happen to land on, a, you know, some type of moon planet. And you happen
3: to have a golden
4: robot that becomes a god. You know, they just end up in the right place at the right time. <sighs>
3: Which I I could get if the prophecy was like, okay, you know, two days from now we foretold this battle of these demon beasts that will win it for us. No, right. This is a depiction of something that happened years ago, and to happen to like these people's ancestors. So this apparently happened once before.
0: Yeah, and it's not. It, it, they don't even get into the idea that like they were. It was. It was said that they'd be destined to return to liberate us again. Yes. Nothing. Yes.
4: Well, I also like that he they defeated the ancestors, but they still ruled the land. Like, nothing
2: changed. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I'm wondering, I don't even think it happened before. They
3: just I think it's just inevitable. a story. All right. Then that was definitely, if that's the case, like, that needs to be explained more for me. I think I think someone just was really good
4: at drawing feudal-looking turtles, and they're like, put <laughs> it in, script. Yeah. Sign <laughs> it.
0: Wouldn't this be a cool idea if they came across this? But the, And that's it. Yep.
3: Use your two mil.
2: Like, all it so, needed was,
3: like, the, the, the old lady that's the prophet, like, you know, this is, this, like, uh, Kung Fu Panda too. like, the prediction of, like, Oracle you know, this guy's, yeah, defeated by the panda, and, you know, that's how, yeah, all that kind of stuff. That That's what I needed there, to connect the dots.
4: They also could have just been like, hey, Kenshi, so when you go back, get that April gold to hold the scepter, and then we'll send whoever replaces you back.
1: <laughs> so, so, my impression of that was that eventually the Ninja Turtles would find some other way to go even further back into time and become the Ancestors' Kappas. Fulfill that prophecy. Right. And but right, original shredder. But they originally, like, they go back and see what they would eventually do. I don't know. It's the whole time travel, like, when things occur. Right. Yeah. Thing, so...
3: It's almost like they set the plot... Up, like, they were putting breadcrumbs in there for, like, Turtles 4 to go
0: further back into Japan. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't... I, I would beg to differ because most of the notes that I saw looking at my background stuff about a... Tur- like, this ended up kind of being the Batman and Robin of the Turtles
3: franchise. Oh, yeah. I can there, get that.
0: There apparently was a, a hopeful fourth installment being kicked around that would follow none of that. Okay. It would, like, ignore all of this it would it would involve um the idea that the 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 ooze would cause more mutations later on in the life of those that were exposed to
3: it oh okay see that would be interesting to me
0: um and, and some other like elements that, that that I saw but yeah there was apparently nothing tying any of this story to anything else
3: so, granted, I didn't spend a lot of time trying to Google it, but one of the things I was interested about was I want to know the backstory of the making of this movie. Not the first one or the second one. I want to know, like, why things were decided upon for this movie, why this story came up. That's something I was trying to Google, is, like, the making of Turtles 3. Every time I tried to type in the making, every, it just catches the making of a Teenage Mutant Turtles movie, and it kept passing me along to the first movie. I kept finding all these articles about the first movie, nothing about this one. Because so,
4: I think the weirdest thing it? for me yeah. is that like, this didn't get an international release because they use a lot of people who go on to become kind of like prominent Chinese actors. So it almost felt like they chose them specifically for that market. But I guess we're not maybe in a time period where the Chinese market's that strong yet,
3: but which would it just felt weird. Which would make sense because the second movie didn't get an international release. So they maybe mm-hmm. they wanted to lean into that. And like you said, put a bunch of Japanese Chinese people in the cast them in the movies to try to hit that market. And then he still didn't get it. Because like Mitsu still acts to this day in China. Nice. Okay. Uh, so where are we at? Actors and characters or soundtrack? Um, Josh, what do you want to go with?
0: Uh, actors, characters. Okay. I take was, it, sir. I I I, did, I had to look it up in the first five minutes just to confirm. I was happy that Corey Feldman. Was back as Donatello. Uh, the his change from one to two from the voice was as drastic as Raphael's from one and two to to this. Like it was so standout noticeable. Um, really? I, I
4: I didn't even notice it wasn't the Feldster in the second one until we talked about it after like, when we recorded. Oh, really? I thought it was ex- I thought the voice sounded perfect. I was like, yeah, it's Feldman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh no, yeah, to me. It, Absolutely, one hundred like one hundred eighty degrees different to me. um He like he has that such like even at that point in his life like that like signature like froggy raspy tone to him. um Other than that, uh, I mean, I was again, I was happy that I was happy to see Elias codius back. Like Casey Jones walks in a room with you know that I hate to say it like that feathered hair and those fingerless leather <laughs> gloves, and you're like this dude's a badass.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to interject here a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, While I liked seeing him in the movie, his characters, plural, did not get anything to do.
3: I was going to make that point, yes. Right. I agree. Neither
1: neither one needed to be in the movie. Neither one.
0: So the point that I made about it was, while I was happy to have Casey Jones back in the movie, given what he was ultimately given to do or really not do, How much extra do you think they threw at Elias Codius? Like, I feel like he was an afterthought. Like, they started building the story, and they're like... But he's top build. Yeah. (laughs) yeah." Because that was probably, I wouldn't be surprised, part of the contract negotiation. You want me back? I'm a fan favorite. I'm the face of Casey Jones. The rest of this is shit. Give me a little bump in money, probably, and put me at the top.
3: I feel like when he showed up in the movie, and you start to realize he's just relegated to a babysitter. I made a note. How did they get him back? Because this role is terrible. Yep. And then you start to realize, again, it took me a while, but halfway through the movie when you realize he's pulling double duty. And then I was like, oh, okay. So they gave him more screen time. And then you look at the cast and he's top billed. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I left with the same thought that Andy had is he had two roles. He was top billed and had absolutely fuck all to do. Yeah. <laughs> So I still don't know the answer to that question. How did they get him back? The answer is probably a truckload of money, but we don't know what that money is.
0: Just exposure, prominence. Like, look, I'm five, the top build actor three. in a successful installment of a franchise. Right. And I mean, he's had a good career after that.
3: One of the few. Yeah. Uh, You got anything else? Spin it to somebody else. Nope. Uh, Ian, what do you got? Actors and characters. So, like, I I, I understand, like,
4: plot-wise, yeah, he doesn't have a lot to do, like, Casey, but the only, like, fun parts of this film that aren't maybe the action sequences are when there's no turtles on screen. That's the only time this movie becomes bearable humor-wise, is when there's zero turtles. Because the turtles are just, like, remember the 80s? Like, they're, like, they're, like, robot chicken in a movie that has no, like, tone. They don't know what they're doing tonally the turtles like they bounce around from like we're happy-go-lucky fun but also maybe we got to defeat this rebellion and i grew up enough to teach kids not to be angry but th- at the same time hey butts are funny right guys <laughs> like i just i i wish they weren't in this film almost <laughs> like that somehow would have made it better if like If they were the Zords, like Zords are like the robots from Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they only showed up to fight in because someone summoned them, and then they (laughs) went away the rest of the time. Like, I think, um, (laughs) I think Stuart Wilson did fine as Walker. I was like, yeah, that guy's bad. bad news. I didn't like how he was dressed, but that's not his fault. (laughs) He's doing the best he could with that material, I thought.
3: I I thought Um, he was the standout character, to be honest.
4: Like, Vivian Mm. Wu did a fine job as Mitsu. I thought, like, she... Again, not a lot to work with in like they're trying to tell this like End tier Romeo and Juliet story and she survived it. <laughs> this didn't ruin her. <laughs> like I you know, um and then whoever played the idiot guard did a great job as being the idiot like henchman guy. Not the <laughs> big fat one, but like the other fat one that's not as fat that works for Walker, who just gets called like Dumbo all the whole time. Niles. Yeah, he did a fine job in the hey-I'm-dumb rule.
1: <laughs> uh, Andy, you got anything for characters, actors? Uh, yeah, I-, I feel like they didn't do a very good job of differentiating the-, the Turtles' personalities in this. Like, nowhere did in this movie did I feel like Leonardo was the leader, as he's supposed to be. Okay.
4: Was he the one that the one Turtle said he hated? Because he was yes. standing on the horse? Okay.
1: Yeah. Also, they they indicate that the turtles were going to be using horses by having them train with the horses. So you would have thought that Leonardo would have led the charge in with the horses, but yeah, they never picked that back up. Oh, I didn't even put that together. That's a good it point. Would even, like horses yeah, aren't even involved in that battle. No. Yeah. You know, what's the point of showing everyone that Leonardo can do like bat flex on, on top of a horse. There's, yeah. They scaled the wall. There's no, there is literally no payoff to that whatsoever. Um, they don't really do a good job of showing the Donatello's. Well, the only one that they, I, I would say, that they do a good job of showing, like what they are capable of, or is like Donatello by by building the uh, shitty blacksmith fake scepter, only to have it thrown down a well thirty five seconds later. <laughs> um, like they don't. Sh- to me, they don't show Raphael as being like the uh, the rebel, and they don't show Michelangelo as being like the fun loving guy like they they didn't do a very good job of any of the turtle characters in my opinion yeah yeah
0: the the only time you get a a taste of that is at the very beginning when april brings shit home for them (laughs) i got you this thing because it reflects you and then after that it's
1: it's yeah yeah but that's that's like that's it's props it's not actually like showing the personality of the turtles you're just like okay you have a purple bandana so you get this radio and you have an orange bandana, so you get this lampshade, and, you know, like, it's... There's no... Like, they don't really even interact with it before she starts grabbing the scepter and, like, going to feudal Japan.
0: I don't remember I said later, like, after she disappears, I think, it's at the, Donnie starts r- saying those math words
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: when he's looking at the sketch of it. I mean, clearly I he's think
3: smart. The only one for me that I might argue at least tries to get some sort of character arc in this movie, is Raphael. I think they give him sort of enough to do where he's starting to question his personality. You know, being out in nature seems to be doing better for his soul, and he seems to lose a little bit of the anger, where he is the only one where I might actually believe that he would want to stay there. Michelangelo, you can see him chasing tail, and that makes <laughs> sure, that makes sense for him, but as far as the rest of the story is concerned, I never thought, like, yes, he's going to be the one to stay. If Does there was one turtle sense. that was going to be like, I'm going to stay here, I thought for sure it was going to be Raphael.
0: Does it make sense for him as he's chasing a human being? Yeah. Well, I, they,
4: they've they always been
0: into humans. Yeah. Uh,
3: he's. I feel like he's been chasing April for two movies already. So to me, that made sense.
0: Did, okay. Did you find it weird, though, that the shift, like this little kid, Yoshi, seems Master Yoshi to interact <laughs> with all of. Them like, but but it's like a Raphael or Michelangelo is the one who's okay. First of all, Yoshi half deserved to die because the house is on fire. Hear me out. The house is on fire. The kid is standing at an open window with three and a half feet of space on the first floor between the bottom of the window and the next board. And he's just sitting there yelling helplessly, step out. You have a big... Save yourself. You're half a step away from just being in front of the open door and just standing there crying. So if you perish, that's half like your own damn fault. But Michelangelo is the one who rushes into the burning building to save him. And the next time you see Yoshi, he's like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Raphael. He could give shit all about Michelangelo. For yeah.
1: the rest or how of about the movie. Leo, who fucking brought him back from death? Yeah, with voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> who do you do?
4: Like, but I, I think know. that just proves my point that it, none of these turtles' names matter. No,
0: I, 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 it's I don't think that kid like you... knew
4: until like the one like finally confirmed his name. He's like, okay, I'm only remembering this one name.
0: <laughs> but like by that point, you don't. You either don't need to show Michelangelo being heroic to save anybody, because that relationship doesn't go anywhere. Or if you want to, you don't have to have the kid he saves be the same kid that ends up with some kind of emotional mentor relationship with one of the other turtles. It's, uh, it's a strange choice. How many SAG cards do you want them to give out to
4: kids?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think, thinking about it now, the only reason probably it's not just like one turtle is that you, as a movie, like, you know, everybody... Thinking of the audience and like, you know, PR type of crap is that you don't want to make one turtle the clear favorite because sure. presumably the audience, everyone has their own favorite. So you want to give every turtle something to do.
0: Right. And, and so you get you your Michelangelo and your Leonardo moments are to help build trust and calmness with the people of that village who are viewing them as still a potential demons and threats and etc. I yeah. get that. But again, using the same kid character for all three of those scenarios, and maybe Ian's right. Maybe like, well, we can literally like not cast and hire two more kids. Yeah. We'll just literally use the same character for all of it. Maybe that was the reason.
3: Yeah, I think normally when we question stuff like this, just from a you know, experience like reading up on this stuff, it all comes down to money. Time and money for movies. So, what would be the cheapest and quickest thing to do? Use the same kid.
4: Especially with how hard it is to get, like, a passable child actor.
3: Yeah. Which, he's... Yoshi was not great. No. As an actor.
0: Wasn't the worst. Wasn't great.
4: But, like, I believed he might have been terrified of this
3: giant turtle man. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. That's enough. That's all we needed. Um, All right. Our last category, soundtrack uh Andy, do you want to kick off soundtrack
1: um So, trying to find the name of the uh song that plays at the end of the credits, we Google it. and Boy. Yeah, yeah. And Jess says, oh, this is definitely it because the lyrics actually go, oh, 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 oh look it up. There's like a whole paragraph of oh 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 oh
3: that's the song I remember from the soundtrack growing up
1: yeah it's a great song
3: that is easy top song. those were the two that I remember listening to incessantly,
1: yeah, both good songs uh mostly forgettable uh soundtrack wise though like i don't I don't remember any of the orchestrated battle tracks or or the only thing that really stood out in my mind is they had the um revelation sound from the other ninja turtle movies yes they're like yeah 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 that's the only thing that i could say that that really like stood out for me as far as the, the music goes besides like the um the commercial music that i that i obviously love yeah um, I do think it's the,
3: the worst soundtrack out of all three movies so far. I think the other two definitely had, you know, more bangers. Stuff that sticks with you a lot more, I think, than this one did.
0: I don't even think... I mean, like looking at the credits and whatnot, I don't think this one actually compiled a soundtrack the way the others did. Like, there's songs that they used, but they did not release a soundtrack. There's only, like, four or five songs credited to the film.
3: I definitely had a soundtrack growing up. No, they so made a soundtrack. There's only four songs credited, to
0: the soundtrack... <laughs> okay. I'm looking at pictures of it. Got it.
3: Is that is that all the soundtrack is? Just five songs?
0: No, they put
4: ten on there, but um, some of them might be remixes. Mixes, so, they, some of them are like Yoshi's theme.
3: <laughs> well, one of the ones I remember from the soundtrack was they brought back the Turtle Power song from the first movie. It T-U-R-T-L-E, is not played. Ellie Power. Yes, it's never played in the movie, no, but they put it on the soundtrack.
1: T u r t l e Power. <laughs>
3: That's a great fucking song. It I is. love that. song. Uh,
1: don't get me wrong; it's good. I would have. It would have bumped but up. But I'm giving my credit to that movie, song honestly. on the first movie,
3: not this movie. It was just repurposed for this movie. Um, Ian, Josh, anything for soundtrack? This was the
4: best one. Um, <laughs> Rockin' Over the Beat" and "Tarzan Boy" are the best two songs ever in the Turtles franchise. Even better than the Ninja Rap. I I feel like that's blasphemy. No, that's straight up true fact, dude. <laughs> Pump up the jam. Oh, we oh, we oh, we oh. Oh, 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 we oh, we oh, we oh. Give me another, give me another night. Like, yeah, those are bangers. Straight
3: bangers. We got seven minutes on the soundtrack category. I think it's just going to be seven minutes of Ian reciting as much as he remembers from these songs from the soundtrack.
1: I can help you out with the lyrics. Oh, 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 oh,
4: Jungle life. We're living in the open, all alone, like Tarzan's
3: boy. Hide and seek. Um, Josh, anything to add for soundtrack? <laughs> so he stops singing. No, nothing. <laughs> so should we just, should we just stop soundtrack there? We're we're good.
1: Night yeah, tonight, this, give me the other, yeah. give me the other <laughs> chance tonight. I don't think there's much to talk about, honestly, as as far as the soundtrack goes.
3: Yeah, because like I think, like you said, there's nothing like orchestrated that's memorable to me. I remember the poppy songs and only the one or two that they sort of played, and that's about it.
4: Yeah, I really like this. Just looking at the soundtrack from now, it's, <laughs> the, the album is it's just the the fifth one, "Psychedelic Dust" featuring Loose Bruce, <laughs> Turtle Jam.
2: its
3: that's the thing is like you look at the names of some of these songs on the soundtracks from back then; it just screams '90s. Um, all right, so that's where we're gonna end soundtrack there. That's that's enough. That's enough for soundtrack. Um All right, so we're gonna we're gonna wind down with our questions and ratings. So the one question can, we're gonna start with Can I
1: talk about uh, one thing first? Oh and yeah. I, go ahead. I didn't really yeah. know where it went as far as um like category wise went. Okay. I think it's weird that um I found a picture of like the subtitle that I, I thought this had. Oh yeah, we had that whole conversation about that. Yeah.
3: Um, so we, I, you know, we talked about that. I think I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast. We definitely had that conversation off air. That everyone kind of assumed Turtles Three is called
1: Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. But when you Google it on like I, uh, IMDb and and whatnot, you don't really see anything other than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three. So, the Turtles in
3: Times is definitely the Super Nintendo
1: game. It is. Yes. Yes. And I want to say it's probably a comic book arc as well. Um, I want to say Mike Bradley was saying that it's an actual story arc in the comic book. Um, but I can't remember particularly. I'm,
0: I'm also going to point out quickly so, the, the main picture for this film on IMDb right now, the tagline, not the subtitle, but a poster tagline is teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 the turtles are back ellipses in time so it does appear there however on the same poster at the very top of it it states ancient japan 1593 without a map without a clue without a pizza very clearly in the opening scene of this movie it establishes (laughs) that it is 1603.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i never put that together that's hilarious. there was not
0: a lot of attention to detail and care someone someone got paid for this shit Give That's it. what so, irritates me
4: I, I did look into this and just enough people have called it the turtles in time that that is now it's subtitled is that sometimes like official, like not officially, but in if you read about it, like enough people have just said it, that's what it is. That it's become a thing now. This like, is gonna be that happened. whole
3: like live die repeat type of thing. For yeah. Movie, no, this is
4: more it? Bernstein, Bernstein.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that.
4: So, anyways, this is Turtles in Time. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> officially. To...
3: Well, yeah, because you sent us about the it, picture, Andy. We we kept talking about it being... We thought it was just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3.
1: Right, We We've exactly. come to
3: the conclusion that it was not Turtles in
1: Time as the Tur- subtitle. Correct. And then
3: you sent a picture from, what, Comcast?
1: Yeah, I looked it up on Comcast to see if I could watch it for free on Comcast, and I couldn't. I mean, I had to pay a bunch of money for it, so I just watched it on HBO Max. But I was like, holy fuck, there it is! I knew it! I knew it! You know, like, I was, I was like... I was like, Jess, put that back up. I'm gonna take a picture with my cell phone. I'm gonna send it to the guys on Discord. And she's like, Yeah, because the like, picture this... very clearly
3: says Turtles in Turtles Time under Time. Turtles.
1: Yeah. 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 I was like so excited. She's like, You're weird. But um
0: <laughs> Point it's a made. It's yeah. Like a warped, warped <laughs> version of the Mandela effect. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna start
3: wrapping up with our, our questions here. So the question to pose to everybody does this movie hold up and do you think it ever held up?
0: Who do you want to go first? Uh,
3: well, you asked you asked Josh. We'll get we'll go with you first. No and no. <laughs> <laughs> any any elaboration or on the next uh,
0: one? It, yeah, if listeners have seen, if anybody has actually seen this again after being more than than ten years old, and you disagree with me, come at me,
1: bro. <laughs> <laughs> you just dude bro them. Andy, what do you think? Uh, no and no. Uh, I remember disliking this movie when it came out. Um, when I saw it, I'm assuming I saw it in the theater. That's just an assumption yeah. I may not have. Maybe I saw it on like HBO or something like that. But I remember seeing it once, r- horribly disliking it, like really bad. <laughs> And then, like, giving it another chance to be like, ah, maybe it's not that bad, because maybe I just watched, like, the first one and the second one again. I'm like, okay, let's just do the whole fucking trilogy. And then I was like, oh, yep, nope, still fucking trilogy.
3: (laughs) Uh, Ian, what do you think? Oh, hell yeah. This is
4: Turtles personified. The jokes suck, the fighting gets progressively better each time, but at the end of the day, I don't know why we're here.
3: (laughs) Um yeah I think I'm going to agree with uh the other the other two. It does not hold up. I don't think it ever really held up. Um I feel like I remember again liking it as a kid, but it's just like at that stage where you liked everything as a kid because it had something you enjoyed in it. So I like the turtles, turtles were in a movie, so hey, it's good. But yeah, looking back as an adult, no, I don't think this was ever good and I'm I feel bad for my parents if they took me to see this movie <laughs> and I dragged them to see it a couple times because this would be one of Poke your eyes out for an adult.
0: When I worked, when I was working at the movie theater a few years ago, there was a movie out called Monster Trucks. About I remember that literally monsters that somehow like took refuge and somehow then ended up like controlling trucks. And but I was not
4: monster trucks.
0: Yeah, I think like they regular were trucks. Mo- mostly, they were monster trucks already to help okay. complete it it, Bigfoot. But... I, d- I didn't actually see it. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> this is important, Josh. At one, at one one night while we had this movie for two or three weeks, I I think I was taking tickets this particular night, and a dad who needs to have like a dad of the week award for this took was bringing his like I don't know five six seven eight year old kid. I mean, he could have been fifteen. I can't tell the ages anymore. Or whatever. <laughs> but um, this is what the kid wanted to see, and he was. Bringing his son to the movies, and as we're taking the tickets, they're you know they got their popcorn, they're ready to go, and uh we direct them. Okay, it's down this this direction. Good. You know, he's like, "All right, buddy, come on, let's go see the worst movie ever made." New one hundred percent about it. Yeah, knew one hundred percent how shit it was gonna be, <laughs> but he's being a good dad, taking his son. That's right, That's, the That's kids the gonna third have a time, time. seeing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the kid's gonna have a good time right so that's kind of how I'm, I'm feeling that our our generation may have felt these are our parents taking us that's like maybe afterward i right. realize like oh man all right it yes
1: <sighs> there's
0: brian okay he's he's smiling that's fine
3: <laughs> right yeah i think that was enough to for talk the parents to yeah.
0: teachers and see if we need to put him in
1: different classes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For for me for me that movie was milo and otis the movie about the cat and the pug yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with that movie. and made my parents take me to it. And they still tell stories about how fucking terrible that movie <laughs> was.
3: You've scarred them. You've made them. impression. I did,
1: yeah, yeah. I made them by the, I believe I had the VHS and everything. And they were like, oh, God. Oh, so this you loved it. Again. so boring. And I've watched it since. And I'm like, wow, this is fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, so we're going to get
3: to our ratings out of 10. So, again, I'm going to refresh with the uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic ratings. So, Rotten Tomato, the movie is currently sitting at a critic rating of 23% and an audience of 34%. Metacritic is a little bit higher, Metascore at 40, user score 5.3. Do you agree, disagree with those scores, and what is your rating out of 10? Uh, Andy, we'll start with you. Uh, Say the first one again for rotten tomatoes.
1: Yeah. Uh critic 23, audience 34. I agree. Um, okay. I think the other one is probably a little inflated in, in, for my opinion. And I if you recall, I I think I rated Secret of the U's pretty high. It was to me that was the peak of the turtles for me. Um and this this is this is down the well, Lassie can't find him, kind of shit. Like, um, <laughs> uh, I would say I'm right in the middle of that. I would give this a three. Okay. Uh, Josh, do you agree with those scores,
3: and what do you rate it?
0: I, I with Andy. I, I definitely agree more with the scores from Rotten Tomatoes. Um, before I, I, I will share some re, some reviews that I came across. Uh, these are currently posted on on the Wikipedia page for this movie but let's take them for for granted for the moment um the Los Angeles Times at, at the time reviewing this movie their reviewer says despite mild praise for the look of the film uh, the reviewer called the first film a fluke hit which I would disagree <laughs> with but called this yeah. third film sequel hell the I think this could be encompassed, though, by James Baradinelli's um, review. He gave it one out of four stars, citing, quote, Any adults accompanying their kids will have to invent new and interesting ways to stay awake. Not only is this movie aimed at young children, the script could have been written by them.
1: (laughs) Wow, that is, like, spot on.
0: That, like, dude pulled no punches in that.
1: Yeah. Um. I yeah I, I,
0: I Ian, what is the lowest I've given something? <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good
3: question
2: to
0: ask. Oh, three point five. Was that Bloodshot or Venom? Uh Return of Swamp Thing. Return of Swamp Thing. Okay. Um, I did make the point that Swamp Thing looked better in that than these costumes. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'll go with a three on this as well. I still feel like that's generous. I really expected you to go lower than that. I I was considering it, but I I, it, it's it's sort of the same reason. I will like it's really hard to give for me to give something like an eight and a half, a nine, nine and a half. I always need room to go up. In this case, I'm leaving room to go down.
3: Fair. Uh, Ian, how do you feel about the ratings that were on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, and what do you give it out of ten?
4: As we always know, these people get it exactly right. They know exactly what they're doing. There's no bias. There's no magic manipulation happening. This is just purely accurate information. This is easily the best Turtles movies we've ever watched. (laughs) Comparatively to, like, the other two, there's, like, enough scenes without Turtles that you can get through it. (laughs) <laughs> you can make it through this movie without hating yourself. You're like, okay, here's some normal people tell normal people jokes. It's like you get the scenes with the Japanese warriors in the future, and it's like, okay, let's fish out of water and see, man, shit, I get it. That's funny. I can work with that. You get, um, you get, you get Walker like just fucking dominating anything they get throw at him line wise. He's like, I got a take for that. So this, of course, is getting a four point five. <laughs> wow. My highest Turtles movie.
3: I I cannot wait till we get to the back half of these Turtles movies. I really want to see what you think of these. Ian. like I'm I'm very curious. If this is the bar, I need to see where we go from
1: here. I'm curious about the next movies that we're gonna watch. Well, aside from the next one, which I think is the animated one. Yes. I have not seen any of the newer uh, live action ones, so neither I'm is pretty, Josh. Pretty curious. I haven't seen
0: these. the animated either.
3: Oh, you haven't seen the animated one either. No. Oh, okay. I I knew for a fact that you were staying away from the rebooted ones because Michael Bay's name has been attached to them, so I knew you were swearing those off like the plague.
1: And because they look freaking weird, yeah, both. <laughs> yeah, the turtles look super weird in those.
3: I you know, th- you know, this is sort of getting our hairs uh, ahead of ourselves, but the the turtle design for me was for those movies was something that I was like, what the fuck are they doing here? But s- having seen the movies, I don't think it looks as bad as we think. Or l- at least me personally, I actually come to really appreciate those designs and kind of like actually like them okay the more i've I've, after watching both of those um and you know not to bury the lead but i think the 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 one we would end on for the turtles franchise which is that second movie i think is a really decent movie and i'm hoping that we're all pleasantly surprised with that movie um but again, that's getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, for for me, for this movie, uh, I I agree more. I think with Josh and Andy that the I would fall more in line with the Rotten Tomatoes ratings. Um. I'm trying to remember like sort of where I want to fall with this one. I it's definitely going to be my lowest rated out of the Turtles movies. Um, I I think I had Turtles one rated higher than two, but I think they were both pretty up there. Um. There's not a lot to like here. Um, I can pick out very little things here and there. Like, you know, Ian and I sort of talked about the fight scenes. I think wide shots for being able to see the, the turtles actually fight people. I appreciate Um, using weapons in fights. I appreciate uh, more Casey Jones is always good. Um, but the the story itself is crap. Oh, the, yeah. The, and the guy that played Walker, I thought he more or less stole the show as far as like line delivery and like someone actually trying to act in a movie. I thought he did pretty good. Because um, he was the only one that... trying to act. Yes, true. <laughs> he also might have been the only one classically trained,
0: <laughs> or trained.
3: <laughs> Period. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm still gonna end up on the low side. I think I'm gonna give this a, a 2.5 for this one. Wow. Yeah. It's I I I always come down to story. I think if the story can really hold me, but there's no story here. Like this is just move along. From point A to point There's B a magic that. egg timer that sends people into the past. <laughs> it might be enough it. for for you, Ian. I need a little bit more for my story. Um, okay, so that's where we end for Turtles Three. Uh, it's time for us to go to the Wheel of Fate.
0: The Wheel of Fate. Uh,
3: so as I mentioned earlier, like I I do every time we do one of these, we're we're changing up the wheel a bit over the last couple of weeks. So we're doing three franchises and three standalone movies now. Um, again, the idea has always been to try to keep a variety going forward. Um, but again, if we need to revamp and change some things, we can always adapt that sometime later. So we're gonna let this ride for a little while and see how this goes. Um, since we went back to the last Turtles movie last week after the kitchen, so we went to Turtles three, got picked, uh, the wheels stay the same. That's another franchise that we got picked last week. So franchise stays on the board until we get through it. So as we mentioned, we still have three other turtle movies to go. So until that all the turtles movies are, or we've seen, it stays on the board. Uh, our three standalone movies for right now are Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, Supergirl and Speed Racer. Uh, our three franchises: Turtles is still there, Ghost Rider is on the board, and Ghost in the Shell is on the board. Uh, so now is the point in time when I share this for these guys. All right, so everybody can see the wheel, correct? The wheel. Is, it, is that a yes? Is that yeah? Andy saying yes, you see it. Okay. Uh, do we have any uh, guesses or predictions, or you know, what you would like to see? Yeah, I think it's more show. hopes than anything. Ghost yeah. Rider. So we have Ghost in the Shell, obviously, from Ian. Ghost Rider from Andy.
0: I I wouldn't mind cracking into Ghost Rider, but I kind of want to hit one of the singles. Though I don't know how excited I am for, well, Speed Racer maybe. I feel a little bit better about this,
3: like the stuff we have on the wheel now, like the kitchen's gone, Swamp Thing's gone, like we're Eh. we're reading through some of the stuff.
2: (sighs) Ah. Oh, nice. Sorry,
3: Valerian. Valerian hits it. So, again, we've talked about this before. This is a movie I have not seen. Alright, alright. So, I am actually very curious about this. So, we'll we'll see how this goes. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but I'm definitely curious. So, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets is our next movie.
1: Well, um I will say it's it's no Fifth Element, but I think it has it's has its perks.
3: And I I feel like that's sort of what I in my mind has always been expecting for this movie was like another Fifth Element, but I feel like the reviews coming out of it were not that. Or at least it didn't get enough praise as, like, the fifth element. But I guess the fifth element didn't really get praise when it first came out either, right? No, that's more it, of a cult it's movie. It's more of a cult movie now, yeah. So I don't know if we've hit cult status with Valerian. Or if people just don't like it and that's about it. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll tackle that when we get there. It's either got cult status or everyone hates it. Yeah, there's there's no in between. That's it. Uh, all right, so that's what we're going to look forward to for the next Rewind Theater, and that's it for, for us. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, you can please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, give us a share on social media. Make sure to follow or subscribe to the show uh, wherever you find a podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor Stitcher. Uh, hopefully, anywhere you're listening to us, you'll you'll find us there. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy into super Friends, or go to Facebook.com slash Superfriends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, shoot us an email, bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com. Uh, if you've sent us an email in the past, I haven't read it yet. It's still going to sit there until I get to it, which will probably be uh, a while down the road. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at bgsuperfriends. Feel free to follow me on Twitch. Uh, it's Jedi BryGuy, Jedi with an I, bry with a Y. Shout out, Andy. So hot. And wherever you decide to... <laughs> Uh, whenever we decide to do another live show, that will be there. Uh, If I decide to start streaming any more gameplay, that will also be there, so follow along if you want to keep updated with any of that. And on behalf of Andy, Ian, Josh, and myself, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time.
1: I'll be back.